In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. All right. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Samantha Miller. How are you, Samantha? Doing good. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you could come on. So she's with Philly Luxury by the Daily Group at Keller Williams Philly. And we were talking about a pretty hot topic on if there should be allowed to be like net listings or open listings or if we should stick with the exclusive right to sell. So what is your initial reaction, Samantha? I mean, initially, anytime I hear net listings, I automatically, in my head, I just kind of think of kind of the interesting relationship or I guess similarities and differences between mm-hmm. being an agent versus being a wholesaler. Um, I know you and I had talked about uh, you know, that I, I dabbled in wholesaling before I ever got into real estate. Why don't um, we do a started. definition of wholesaling? Because not everybody sure. knows what that is. Yeah. Um, so basically wholesaling, and this is, everyone kind of has their own spin on it, but you're basically getting a property under contract for a particular price. Um, you're agreeing as an individual to buy the property from the seller. Um, mm-hmm. But then before you close on the property, you're finding uh, another, uh, whether it's a partner or another buyer or somebody else who ultimately ends up closing on the property, but giving you an assignment fee in between. So they buy the property for the price that you agreed upon, say it's 50,000 plus maybe your assignment fee as the wholesaler, the in-between person for, you know, say 10,000. So the end up, the buyer ends up paying 60, you know, the original seller gets their 50 and you get your 10 as an assignment fee. Right. Um, so so you're really like selling the contract, not the property. I think that's like the main exactly. distinction there. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, all right. So you were saying in a wholesaling, it's, it's like an investment activity. So when you mm-hmm. think of, so go back to what you were saying about the differences in the listings and when you're thinking about it from the different perspectives. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. The reason I, I think of it is just, uh, you know, in my experience doing wholesaling and talking with a lot of sellers, um, you know, negotiating prices and with any type of activity you do in real estate, it's, it's really a people business. You know, you're talking to people, you're trying to figure out what their problem is. Why do they want to sell a property um, at all? And I found a lot of times I would be talking to people who, you know, they had a property, maybe there were debts on it, or maybe there was repairs that needed to be made. Um, and when it came down to it, rather than getting into the nitty gritty of numbers and prices and how much they want or how much other properties are selling for, really it would come down to what do they need to walk away with? You know, how much money right. do they need in their pocket? Um, to and they wanted it fast, usually. There's right. like something going on where they needed the cash and they needed it now, yep. but they couldn't wait exactly. for 30, 45, or 60 days. Exactly. Yeah. They had a particular need. Um, and that's what, you know, problem that we were solving and that, and at the end of the day, you know, they maybe had a number in their mind of what they think it should sell for, but I would get down to it and just say, well, you know, how much do you need? Like how much, what's the number that you need to walk away with? And if we can make that happen, then we'll do this deal. And a lot of times, you know, that's kind of how we structured it is really no different than agreeing to a price any other way with anybody you know, in any other scenario, but it's just Mm -hmm. kind of putting it more simply. And then the idea is that, you know, we then take that contract that we have for X price and try to create a spread or, you know, an assignment fee, like I talked about before. Right. Um, You know, and obviously that's different as someone who's not a licensed agent, who's not, you know, regulated, you're an investor who's assigning a contract that's very different than, you know, becoming an agent and you have certain regulations that you do have to follow when you're working with sellers. 
but you know, putting all that aside, there's really, there's a lot of similarities there in my mind about just kind of the difference between talking about all these different types of contracts and getting into the nitty gritty of things versus just, you know, solving a person's problem. Right. You made a really good point. It's about like asking questions, figuring out the motivation behind the person selling. And because for some people it's, you know, it more money is not what they're looking for necessarily if it's going to take more time or whatever it is, right? Or if they have to put some renovations into the property and they don't really care necessarily what you're making mm-hmm. as long as they get what they want. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. I think we sometimes like to think for people and assume that, you know, everybody's main objective is to get the most money for their property and that they, that they, aren't in a rush or they have the, the kind of upper hand to kind of make this decision. But, right. you know, when, when you not start talking with case. people, yeah. it's not always the case. Yeah. And, and there's so, so many number of reasons why somebody would sell, what type of position they might be in. You know, it's not black and white. It's not, you know, someone has to sell fast and someone else has a ton of time. There's so much in between. And so when you did those yeah. contracts with the seller before you were an mm-hmm. agent, was mm-hmm. it, did you have like an exclusive right to for that property or how did the contract work? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the terms spelled out that this was a commitment that we were the buyer and we were going to go to closing and that they wouldn't be able to, you know, go turn around and sell it to somebody else Mm -hmm. in the in-between. Um, did that happen sometimes? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, we're in a, we're in a particular type of market, um, here in Philadelphia. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's just here everywhere. It seems it's like the wild west sometimes, you know, you never know (laughs) what people are going to do. Um, and if it's worth going after them, you know, Right. Uh, exactly. But yeah, technically speaking, they, you know, we had, we had the exclusive right to buy the property. Now as an agent, you're not buying the property from the person. Of course, you're representing them to right. go find a buyer. Whereas as a wholesaler, you're sort of in the position of the buyer for, you know, for the intents right. of, so it's a little, you different. know, yeah. So it is an it exclusive is. buyer, which interesting. That's true. But then you were offering the contract, Mm -hmm. offering the contract really to anybody that was willing to buy it for the new price. Sure. And the trade-off for that is that, you know, we as the wholesaler are on the hook to buy the property. So we have to perform on that contract. Um, So even if we didn't find a buyer, you know, technically speaking, we're supposed to then buy it, which never ended up happening in, you know, the time that I did it, we always found a buyer. Right. Um, But yeah, so you're you're basically making the commitment to that person that we're going to get you your money on X date. Yeah, and I know like when I was wholesaling in the beginning, because the rules were different. I mean, this was a long time ago. We part of our contract was we would only buy it if I could resell it. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the time, like you said, we could, or we ended up did we ended up buying the property um, and keeping it. And some of those I still have today, which has been nice. But then, yeah, yeah, it's an it's interesting as long as everything's disclosed, I think, and mm-hmm. everything's above, you know, above board or whatever, then you're good to go. But yeah. I really appreciate you having um, coming on because I think it's good to get other people's perspective, even though you're a real estate agent now, the fact that you mm-hmm. can being an investor and being a wholesaler, it is a totally different perspective than the one I'm one I'm getting from 
real estate agents. So that have only been real estate agents, you know? So I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think it really just comes down to, you know, again, people are going to work with people that they like and that they feel are going to help them and get them what they need to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, probably the type of contract or how it's laid out, you know, there's, there's different pros and cons, but you know, if you're just talking about what's, what's better or worse, it probably isn't like a straight answer. It's just, you know, kind of finding out what's the best way to do business and how you can help people the most. Exactly. Based on what their situation is. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone. I'm here with D Scott Smith. Hello. Hey, what's up? What's up? And he is the uh, broker and agent for Core Plus Commercial Brokerage and Consulting. Now, the reason I wanted to have Scott on today was because he does commercial only. I only do commercial. That's right. <laughs> it's true. And they, you guys do your um, listings differently. Like in residential, a lot of us are doing exclusive right to lease. But you guys have other options. Talk to us, Goose. Yes. So a lot of times in commercial, it is totally not uncommon for a client um, to say, sure, bring us a tenant or bring us a buyer and we'll give you a commission. So a lot of times, like a significant amount of times, Y'all would probably never know it. The public would probably never see it. But a lot of times we were actually operating without a signed listing agreement. So Um, you can advertise it and stuff without the agreement? Yeah. So it's all based on the relationship. So that's like the name of the game in commercial, right? It's relationships. So I'm not going to do that for everyone. If I don't know you, I'm not doing that. Okay. If I've closed a hundred million dollar transactions with you i'm probably going to do that okay if they're calling me because they have a property that they're interested in and they want me to find out information because they want to buy it and then they turn around and they have other properties that they want to they want to list or they may not even want to list but i may have other buyers that may be interested in their properties i'll make a phone call and i'll say hey company one, two, three. I got a buyer who wants to check out this, that property that you own that I know you're not doing anything with right now. Would you be interested in, um, you know, letting them make an offer? And then, yeah, sure. You know, bring a buy. If they're, if they want to, if they want to buy it and then we'll pay you a commission. That's how the conversation goes. So then are you getting, so you're not getting anything signed? Well, the right answer in commercial is always, it depends, right? So <laughs> okay. uh, it's the one thing that you can always say and never be wrong. So the answer is, it depends. Yes, we are getting letters of intent signed, which will have representation agreements and warranties in them. Okay. And then those are backed up with the lease and or the purchase agreement. Okay. Uh, which would then be signed. But like, if you get somebody that you're, they say, bring me a tenant, whatever. And, but you, you do like advertise it wherever you, so like you can take pictures of it. It doesn't, and then like 10 other commercial brokers can do the same thing. 
yeah, generally speaking, we don't all do the same thing. They may know, we all may know the same, the same clients mm-hmm. and the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, in Baltimore, we have this, it's called Smalltimore, right? So because it's like a big city, but it's kind of like a small town. Everybody kind of like knows each other. Yeah, that's the same with community. Cincinnati. Yeah. So everyone knows that they, this property owner and the other properties that they have. So generally speaking, if you have, if you're marketing the property, they probably are not going to market the same property as well. Okay. Now, that being said, the caveat there is that if it's a multiple unit property, yeah, then you may have three, four, five brokers on the same property, all with different units. Right. So if you had a, like a client, though, that was going to sign paperwork and only deal with you, like that, I assume, happens sometimes also, right? Do they, are they signing like an exclusive right or is it an open listing or a net listing or what is, is something different? It's generally an exclusive right uh, to represent in that regard. However, if you want to, um, to lose a client in commercial, that's the surefire way to do that is push, push the documents before the relationship, then you won't get any business. Um, that's just how the industry is it's like we know i mean i've done i literally have three days before the contract is closed uh say oh i gotta have the listing agreement signed okay you know what i mean yeah so that's not uncommon huh it's also not uncommon to have listing agreements signed and not have them on the Honored. market or not have them on the market. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're a marketing. Where do you market? I mean, there's like, I know the MLS, a lot of them have commercial, but is it, but I also know like there's LoopNet and. CoStar. In my um, I teach class zero to 60 days in commercial real estate, where we take people that have no experience mm-hmm. in commercial and get mm-hmm. them producing leads and income and, and mm-hmm. the, at the end of 60 days. Uh-huh. In that class, there's a um, we have our own work group set up, um, so it's a free flowing sharing of information. But in that class, I give you links to where there's over a hundred different URLs to both list and search commercial properties. Okay, how do they find out more about that if somebody's interested? In the list or the class? The class. Go to page. Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com, and then C-R-E, like commercial real estate, C-R-E, <laughs> education, that'll take you to my page. Okay. Um, or you can just hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, that's D. Scott Smith, C-C-I-M, or Twitter. I don't know, I'm all over the place, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> You're such a YouTube sensation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm up to 105 subs now. So nice. I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> boom. I'm pretty big in Japan, you know. Oh, what that's I mean? great. Hey. <laughs> it's just interesting how different. Like, what do you think? You never did residential though, did you? 
Well, I did for six months and then I realized that I didn't really like people that much. And so I figured if I was going to stay in the, in the real estate game, then I probably needed to find a new way to do real estate and not have to deal with people. Yeah. So, <laughs> just numbers, huh? Right. So just numbers. So, you know, um, our, our client's mindset is just different because we're their business owners. So right. they don't even want you to bother them really. They just like, want you to find somebody to lease it or to buy it and send yeah. them the numbers and they don't care. And that's it. Exactly. It's way less emotional. It's all business mindset. So, and in that regard, I understand that mindset in that community a yeah. lot better than like the, I remember specifically, this is like 20 years ago and it just burned my brain that much. I was showing a townhouse and the lady in the townhouse said her exact words were, you just don't understand. I, I can't have this stove in the island in the kitchen because I really like to cook. And like, that makes sense. Like, okay. All right. But I'm, my brain went to, so you're not going to buy this great deal because of the, where the stove is located in the kitchen. <laughs> Correct. They don't you know buy what I mean? because they don't like the couch that's leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, no, no, this, these wall colors are all wrong. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're right. So, You're better yeah. suited for commercial. I'm just yeah. wondering, like, could, is there stuff that you guys do that maybe could benefit us as residential agents and help our clients better and get us more business? I wonder how it would work if, so like when you have, you're saying the relationship is first, right? Yep. So do like when you talk to a client and you've worked with them before and they're like, find me or whatever, you, mm -hmm. are there other brokers calling that client and saying the same, and he's saying the same thing to them or is he saying, yep. call Scott? No, he's saying the same thing. Okay. Yep. But everybody, you're saying everybody kind of does everything different, a little differently. So it doesn't really matter. Like one of you will find it and that'll be it exactly hmm. so it all so it all comes down to back to that relationship part. So i have a a friend who runs a multi-billion dollar uh retail portfolio and i know him well i i sold him properties probably for the last 15 years yeah he's the kind of guy that he'll say here's what i'm looking for go, you know, go out there and find it. And then if someone else brings it to him, he'll say, all right, send it to Scott. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, but that's all built on relationship. I also spend a lot of money on that relationship. What do you, how so? Closing gifts. Oh, you guys do yeah. a lot of closing gifts in commercial? Yeah, we do a lot of schmoozing with our clients. It's like old school sales. Yep. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our toe-to-toe -to -toe podcast Facebook page.